Monday, holiday okay. weekend Monday. On top of that, we have some things to talk about today. We're going to talk about EVs fighting for life, the very last post on the strikes, and a big time shuffle in AI leadership. Everywhere big time shuffle. The people really want to know who I is and who I be. They <laughs> That's pretty crazy, actually. The drama is absolutely sublime. The drama is sublime. It is. It is. Yeah. It's like nerd startup. Welcome to Future welcome of Humanity Drama. <laughs> Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday. I feel like we've now embarked on an eight-day week. Is Giving you know? Tuesday, is that this week? No, it's next week. It's just like, you know. Oh, it's after Cyber like Monday. This, this is a week that ends next Tuesday. You spend you all your I mean? money on stuff on Monday and whatever's left over. You can give a little something away. I like the order of that. That's let's it. let's yeah. tack it on. Let's tack it on. Oh, we have announcements today. We got you I, know tomorrow. I'm, oh, I'm yes. excited about this. I'm very excited. So it's seven o'clock. If you're winding now, p.m. Eastern. Seven o'clock p.m. Eastern. We're not going a.m. Seven o'clock p.m. Eastern. We took the best of episode one and two, paired it with some of the new edits that we're going to be releasing for episode three of More Than Cars. Smushed it into a less than 30 minute hot take episode of more than cars. Uh, and you can watch it on YouTube or LinkedIn. You can throw it on the big screen TV yes, at the, the, best at way the house um, and, and just check out and share with the family, share with the people that are closest to you exactly what's going on uh, in retail auto and the real heart of dealers and the real stories that, that are not being told on wall street. Yeah. You know, there's a couple and you'll be able to watch it too. Like you can't, it's not that you can only watch it on Tuesday, right? You'll be able to see the live stream later. So when the family's over and you're explaining that you work for a car dealer and everyone gives you that look that you get sometimes or often. Just have oh, it queued up. Just right. be like, oh, no, no, let me show you whoa, whoa, whoa. what that actually means. And that's part of the reason we're making it. And it's part of the reason we do a lot of what we do is to expand the horizons of people about the auto industry in general, what it is to shop at a dealership, what it is to work at a dealership, and how it's so much different than most people think. So uh, everything we do here is really in that trajectory and help those dealers get better at what they do. And the whole thing just kind of perpetuates itself. And by the way, we send out an email every single day, except for Sunday. And you can get it at a so2.com. If you're not on the list, you should be. It is such a fun read first thing in the morning. Uh, it's in Absolutely. your inbox every, I don't know, it's usually up by between six and seven Eastern. And so it's there. Summary of the news, some things to make you laugh, some things to talk to your coworkers about. And if you're an industry partner, some things to talk to your dealers about. I think that's the most, one of the most valuable, uh, valuable it's, aspects of it look it uh, there's so much going on in the world of auto and we and even you and i try and pay attention to and every single day i'm like huh yep missed that yesterday it's right there it's yep. it's, it's amazing yeah and there's thousands literally thousands of people on this email list and same thing probably 70 percent of them are dealers gms sales managers executive leadership and auto so it's like not a bunch of slouches paying attention to this thing. Hope you can pay attention to it, too. Uh, speaking of paying attention to the things, here's some Segway. news. Segwaying into the first story today. All right, some expected, we'll call it, but important news broke late last Friday after our programming hours were over. And we'd be remiss if we didn't at least mention it after extensively covering the UAW strikes for, like, the better part of, feels like forever, but two, three months. Um so basically, here it is. GM ratified their contract last week earlier. 
late on Friday, Ford and Stellantis both got the contract across the line with a surprisingly identical percentage of support for the contract, 68%. I don't know how that happens. Um, but those two contracts alone affected 100,000 workers. And, you know, the, the benefits that were agreed upon, 25% base wage increase over the life of the contract, return of cost of living adjustments. And here's one that we haven't talked about. I didn't even know about it until I read it this morning, is that now workers have the right to strike over plant closures. That could get tricky. Really? Yeah. So somebody closes a plant because they're like, oh, we need to close this plant. Guess what? Workers can now strike. That's so interesting. I know. Like, well, I, you know, I heard about I that at it. all it's, until I read that little line this morning. Yeah, I hadn't heard it. It's, it's like these little nuggets that come out of yeah. stuff. Uh, you know, Fine hey, print. look, we did it. We made it to the end. Everybody's back to work. They're making cars and getting paid more. So wins all around. Let's go. <laughs> it's the last time we'll ever play this. Yes, that is the last one. We yes. are done. We're out on UAW coverage officially. It's over. Um, all right, moving along. Um, so as EV demand has high, has had a highly publicized uh, drop, we've been hearing about it everywhere. Customers don't want, consumers don't want EVs. We're seeing many highly invested companies adjust their plans to make moves to bring EV demand back to life already. So uh, one of those is Vietnamese EV maker VinFast, who we've talked about quite a bit. They're hoping to get customers over the hurdle of buying uh, from a new company, right? New manufacturer, new brand by promising to pay consumers directly like dollars if Real they fun. have some service issues. I, I really like so this approach, right? Because, oh, is it going to be reliable? Is it this? Everybody can warranty it. But all these stories circulating about people waiting for parts or EVs breaking down and having to wait to get them fixed and being stranded. Well, here what they did. Basically, they have three tiers of repayment. A minor inconveniences like, uh, you know, HVAC systems or camera, you know, issues, $100 a day. If your car is down, you get 100 bucks uh, for that service issue. If it's something more serious like a regenerative braking uh, or a safety issue, right, and your car is down, like down, down, $300 a day you're getting. And then oh, if your car is there more than three days on the fourth day, you start getting an additional $100 per day. So that's all, this is all in VinFast, you know, 10 year, 120,000 mile like, warranty, but whoa. I'm going to buy a VinFast and hope it breaks. I, no. <laughs> this I, is a really interesting approach. We I haven't like seen it. this. They've got a massive warranty, 10 year, 120,000 mile mm -hmm. warranty. And so to say like, hey, look, we recognize it's a big hurdle to get over this. And also because they don't have this rich network of places that can fix these things mm -hmm. you know there's there's like this fear of, what right? do i yeah. do uncertainty of what what happens um however they are expanding the dealer network we covered this a couple of months ago uh, or just about a month ago and they've already received 70 applications for dealers invested interested in selling the ev brand and they've got plans for 125 third-party points uh by the end of next year so i think like the coupling of consumer care with the dealer network, there's a win That's here. That's what we said. Once you start involving the dealers, their their probability of success goes way, way up. Um, you know, a lot of the EVs, as we, we you know, we know are often like a third car. Right. Right. So, and I'll, you know, can you imagine just like your car is is locked down because they're waiting for a part or something like that and it's down for a month. You're like, I'll take the three grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
It's a, that's a totally different approach, you know, and, and every, every manufacturer is dealing with this right now. There's still part supply shortages. There's still issues specifically in body shops. Yep. Um, so for they're addressing like a, a need within their own purview, like things that are people, the reasons why people may not be buying, but they're addressing a b- broader need. So they're meeting culture where it's at. So they might actually have an elevated moment in, uh, in the vertical. Yeah. Speaking of elevated moments. Stop. Segway. This is kind of a segue within a story. Still on the EV train, Tesla has decided to lift its ban on their much anticipated Cybertruck ahead of their delivery event, which is coming up like what November 30th, 10 days from yeah, now. Next week. Right? We're gonna see this thing. Um, so basically, uh prior to them changing the regulation in the contract, when you buy a Cybertruck, it says you have to pay a penalty of fifty thousand dollars if you resell the vehicle within the first year. Sounds a little familiar, <laughs> Ford. And <clears throat> Now, however, people are saying they probably did this because they know they won't be producing a lot and they won't be able to fill demand anyway. So, um, you know, their their plan is to gradually increase production to 5,000 units a week by 2025, like by the end of 2025. So, um, you know, and they have this delivery event coming up in 10 days where they're going to deliver a grand total of 10 Cybertrucks. <laughs> and this is my question. Now that they've lifted this, We've got to do like an over under a so do bet. Like, what's the first one gonna resell for? Oh boy, you know, like a lot. You know that 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 cat is not holding on to that thing. No, one of those ten people is I, gonna release that yeah, thing, and I, I, it's gonna roll. You know, they said the ten people on the list is like a combination of you know like VIPs and executives. Sure. So I don't think this is the this. These are like the ten people that you know were the first to the list. Um, this is right. obviously 10, 10 people they want to feel really special. I don't know. Alex Flores had one parked in his driveway. He posted uh, on Instagram like a few because he had a friend who worked at Tesla. Maybe he'll be on right. the list. I can see A-Flow like doing the strut across the stage, sunglasses, <laughs> full dress, right? Taking delivery of his cyber truck. I can like, see it. Shooting some machine guns out of the back bed or something like yep. that. The, the, the trick still here is, is the fact that they have 150,000, uh, uh, pre-orders. I think maybe more at this point, I they think had to shut than, it off. Yeah. And, uh, and then you've got a target of 5,000 units per week by 2025. So there's still a question mark. Beep, on, like, beep, 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 beep. How do they right. get these, you know, you do some quick number crunching. It's a long, wait. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to still be a long wait for a lot of these users. So lifting that ban and watch this resale market light up once they start delivering these things. Speaking of things, lighting up, Stop. lighting up. Way up. Way, way up. All right. If you missed it, here's a little bit of the trajectory. Basically, on Friday, uh, um, Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, which is the creator of ChatGPT, was ousted by the board of directors, released. Immediately, the president, Greg Brockman, was like, yo, I'm out of here, left. Um, over the weekend for about two days, uh, there was a whole bunch of protesting from some of the majority from the investors in OpenAI, specifically uh, Microsoft, which is the largest majority investor. Uh, and, and they were like, you've got to reinstate him. They gave uh, OpenAI a deadline of late Sunday night. And then when that deadline wasn't met, whoop, they Fine. came on in and have recruited and hired the ex-CEO and also have recruited 
president, the ex-president of OpenAI, Greg Brockman. Uh, they've given uh, each of them purview over a, a brand new research lab, um, which uh, there's a lot of like speculation. If you would have seen the Twitter, OpenAI lost a ton of employees this week because of the backlash. There was just like the Twitter fights all over the place. I went and read some of the threads. Oh. It was quite wild. A <laughs> um, couple things, uh, according to CNN contributor care contributor Kara Swisher, who cited sources familiar with the situation. The crisis at OpenAI was significantly fueled by a divide between Sam Altman's push for rapid AI development and the board member's preference for a more measured approach. When you have that texture to the conversation um, and you have the more aggressive push to development, super intelligence, right? There's a lot of conversations going on about regulation and safety. And it sounds like open AI was like, yo, we need to slow our roll and be a little more cautious. Meanwhile, Microsoft is like scooping over, like, nah, come over here. We'll let you do whatever you want. In fact, we'll help yep. you. And, uh, you know, Microsoft does have a history of taking, uh, other companies and incubating them well inside the ecosystem. Um, you know, president, uh, Satya Nadella said, you know, look at our history of doing that well and not making it a Microsoft product. And he points to GitHub, uh, Mojang, the game company, company, LinkedIn, you may have heard of LinkedIn, right? Operating as their own identities, but owned by Microsoft. So, um, man, this is, this is, this is just going to speed advancement of AI, right? Cause now micro, you know, Microsoft already has allocated so much resource into open AI and individual $13 billion and 13 billion into it. And now they have like the masterminds to do their own. I think the CEO, former CEO of Twitch is now in charge of open AI. I don't have no idea what that skill set looks like, but Twitch no. seems like a different skill set than AI generation, but I don't know all these young, smart tech founders just kind of seem to have a, a the watch out vibe. for me. The watch out for me is, uh, OpenAI's last valuation was around twenty nine billion bucks. True. You think Microsoft might have a couple bucks laying around? We'll I see what think happens. They got a couple. Oops, wrong trigger pad. We got to get out of this podcast. UAW is over. We hope you have an amazing week. Going into the holiday, everyone's got different plans. Whatever it is, this is an amazing time to share the news of the auto industry to your friends, to your family. We hope to see you Tuesday night.